Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome into the Gyalf video for this week, and we got a big boy event. The first big boy event, and actually a difficult course. I mean, weather has made some rounds at some of these courses that we've seen difficult, but a lot of them, for the most part, are just birdie getters. It starts off in Hawaii, right? Just a lot of easy spots that you can be going to, some spots in California now, and we're going to be starting off with the Genesis, where because of how historic, 57 years strong in the PGA Tour that this event is, that this this course is, this is normally where the season like starts off, right? This is normally where you're going to be getting at the start and a lot of the heavy hitters are here i mean you're basically having everybody that's in the top 10 a bunch of guys in the top 25 showing up for this event and we're going to be breaking it down from a betting and dfs perspective so yes that both of them are going to be combined in this video i have already placed three outright bets on this week and i'm sure as the week progresses i'll add some top 20s and probably some long shots as i can kind of sort through those and the lower ends of the odds boards i've already kind of gotten a nice early start on some of the research and some of the projections and things like that from the dfs standpoint and now it's here to share it with you now it's here to break this down with you on monday throughout the week you can check out in on some other shows on wednesday i'll be going live with dylan bird to answer your questions at 12 30 p.m east coast time for this specific event we can talk a little bit more about ownership as we have that piling up throughout the week your specific 1v1 questions your specific questions on maybe the, the the course or the field itself anything really of that nature so we can get on into it now but before we do like subscribe do those things i greatly greatly appreciate it and i want to share something with you about super draft they're going to sponsor this show they normally are a sponsor of an nba show so maybe you haven't heard too much about them because last week on super draft i ended up entering more contests than i normally would for the golf event that started in the morning right and because i, I ended up tweeting about it and you can follow me on twitter to get these types of updates it was only 54 percent filled the contest the big contest with a couple thousand dollars at first on super draft only 54 percent filled it ended up filling at like 69 70 percent i believe maybe my tweet fueled some people over there unfortunately for myself and some people in there but think about that there was like 14 minutes until lock and it was only 54 barely halfway filled and about 30 to 35 percent of the contest did not fill and even their smaller contest did not fill even more than that so what that means is you just have to face a, a third less of the competition your first dollar should be going over to super draft it is a multiplier format meaning that there's no salary caps just every single player will have a specific multiplier set out for them so some of the best players like a dustin johnson if he scores let's say 100 super draft points you'll multiply it by 1x because he gets a 1x multiplier but some guys will have like a 1.5x multiplier meaning that you get to multiply their points by an extra 50 percent so it's a pretty fun format it's a pretty intriguing format and it's a company that is really growing right now they just partnered with caesar rewards but the biggest piece of all this outside of it being a nice refreshing and different aspect to be playing and a different way to get a sweat you can play anybody you want there's no salary cap you don't have to be maxed out saying ah, i can't play all these studs right you can play with anybody you want in this format but the real reason why you should be going after it right now is because super draft at this point is not going to be having their contest filled anytime that you can get into a tournament where it's only going to be filling at 70 percent instead of 100 percent, you put your money there first and also if you sign up now you get a nice little bonus a free money bonus up to 500 using my name sal that is just sal when you sign up let them know that you came from me you can check out all that information in the description below so let's get into it now right we're at the genesis this week and it's going to be an interesting field that's just absolutely loaded it's the invitational so it's not going to be your full 156 person field but you will have your normal cut on fridays you'll still get your 128 i think it is players 129 players in this field right now and it's a par 71 so keep that in mind it's about 7300 yards right now you're gonna have a lot of hazards on this and it normally plays pretty difficult right the lowest cut that we've seen over the last 16 years has been zero even we have not seen a minus cut we have not seen a low cut in a very long time most of the times it's like a plus two or a plus three cut at this event because that's how hard it's going to be playing off the tee is going to matter right a 7300 yard course with a, a par 71 but really your long irons that second shot because of some of the hazards and just the way the course sets up is what's going to be really really impactful and important here so that's sort of a baseline to really put your models and kind of hone them into long irons right irons in general approach play if you're talking about just golf but really those 175 to 200 yard ranges they're going to be important 
score. You have to score in the par fives. The three easiest holes on this course are the three par fives. I believe it is hole number one, then hole number 11, and then hole number 17 are your three par fives. They all come in measuring over right now 500 yards, two of them over 570 yards, and they're easy. You're going to get birdies on these. You're potentially going to get eagles on these, and you have to at that point. So really honing in on those people who are accurate and precise with their long iron play is going to give you a nice little advantage from a just general standpoint on how to project this slate out. So let's start up in the $10,000 plus range. And when I get to a guy that I currently have an outright bet on, again, I have three of them so far this week, we can hone in and touch on that as well. So right now we can start up with the guys that I'm currently going to be getting to the most and the guys that I have the most interest in. You can see in this range right now, I have one guy that is going to be a yes for me and his name, and it's a loaded field. So like the nine and the eight K range, they're very appealing. The eight K range is a very strong range this week, but what I'm going to be doing is going to John Rahm right now. So would you have John Rahm out of here? He has a T9 and a T17, the two times he's played here, outside of Dustin Johnson. And the reason I have a no by Dustin Johnson, well, we'll see what the ownership is. I expect like 25% ownership on Dustin Johnson. It's a loaded field. There's guys in the 6K range, the mid-6K range that are actually high-quality golfers or at least strong golfers that you've been seeing as of late, and they're just down in that price range because it's a loaded field. It's a major-esque field. It's better than some majors. It's better than probably a lot of WGC events. Dustin Johnson has had a ton of success here. He won back in 2017. You have four top... 10 finishes in the last five years and nothing worse than a T16 back in 2018. And he's probably not played any better than he is right now currently, right? He's an absolute monster. He just withdrew the last time that we were supposed to see him last week after coming off of a win overseas, after coming off of just his first tour, tournament of champions where he finished, I believe, 11th in that one. But Dustin Johnson for me is just a price plus a potential ownership type of a fade early on right now. Otherwise, just get to him, right? And you can pair him up with a couple of guys. So maybe maybe a no is not too fair on him. Maybe a maybe is the more accurate way to be representing this because no means you might maybe not have any interest at all. Right now, I'm going to be having some interest and he more so comes into a, a place to play him if he has ownership and another guy in that 10k plus range to try and mitigate some of that ownership no bets on Dustin Johnson at six to one five and a half to one it opened in a lot of markets I mean he's six to one in the next closest odds are John Rahm and Rory at 12 to one it's just crazy that he's half as anybody else that's how high up they're ranking him the books are in this field ahead of anybody else right now that just tells you where he is right now he's playing some of the best golf that we've ever seen all time in like a six-month stretch during a weird weird pandemic which is even more impressive winning both overseas majors anything winning the entire PGA playoffs last year just an absolute monster but the guy that I'm going to get to the most in this range and uh, there's other guys but we can't talk about all 130 of them if you're watching on youtube you can see the guys that i early on have started as maybe if you're watching on the podcast version you can come over here and check that out or check down below on patreon my projections rankings and things like that are down there but john rom is going to be the guy for me john rom stands out he's number two in this field in overall t to green play which is probably your most sticky stat that you can find and he's number two in ball striking now a lot of that is going to come from his off the t play because his irons are not as honed in as some of the other guys up here like a justin thomas or a dustin johnson these types of players that you're going to find like a colin Morikawa, who just are elite iron players but lately they've been pretty good right what we've seen so far out of him is some pretty good iron play we saw him gain 2.8 strokes at the farmers with his iron finished seventh overall he finished 13th at the waste management getting over five strokes with his irons and actually his putter let him down there which long term over his last 20 rounds he's getting over a stroke a stroke and a half putting so it's not a major concern so what you're getting is the off the tee play the tee to green has always been good i mean i can't even remember the last time that he lost overall from a tee to green standpoint the last time that we saw him miss a cut i believe was all the way back at the charles swab which is back in june like 20 events ago from at this point so yeah obviously the tee green play is honed in the off the tee play is honed in but now that iron play is honing in that's what i like to see and you're getting a discount on him he's a number two ranked golfer in the world and you're currently getting this discount not in the betting markets he's he's there at 12 to 1 but in the overall pricing i think he should probably be the second highest 
priced player in this field based on recent play, based on just everything that you're seeing, how he sets up here. But you're getting a nice little discount to 10400 I wouldn't have batted an eye if they put him at $11,000 flat, to be honest with you. So he's going to be my favorite player in this range. I think you're getting a nice value on him right now. He's looked good. A sick, a ninth place finish and a 17th place finish his two times here. So in this 10K plus range, the guy that I'm going to probably the most early on right now is John Rahm. The guy that I would be fading in this range, if we had to pick just like a fade and a guy to pick, it would be Rory McIlroy. I'm going to be fading him just because the range is too good. Dustin Johnson or Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas, I would rather have over him. Bryson with the price discount, I would rather have over Rory. Rory's irons are just all over the place right now. Now, recently they've been getting honed in a little bit, but nowhere near what you were used to getting out of Rory at like this time last year, where every time he goes out there, you're probably gaining three strokes with his irons at the very worst, five, six strokes pretty often or somewhat often, eh, four or five somewhat often, right? Now you're getting, okay, he's losing four strokes. Okay, he gains a stroke. He's losing two strokes. He gains a stroke and a half, right? It's not there. It's not as honed in, especially those long irons. That's the concern for me right now with Rory. And again, if you wanted to play him, it's not bad. He has back-to-back top five finishes here. But if I had to pick a player to fade, it would be him and going to John Rahm. Let's now move to that $9,000 Ruski range for some of these galphas. So with the 9K range, it's probably honestly more loaded than that 10k plus like you have your mega elites in the 10k plus range but the 9k range just has like double the amount of players it's got guys we haven't seen in a little while it's got a guy coming off of a victory two guys coming off of victories in their last time out there brooks kepka right and also daniel berger which we just saw last week it's got jordan spieth playing the best golf two top five finishes the best golf we've seen out of him since probably midway through 2019 mid to late 2019 it's got tony finau coming off of a bunch of top five finishes not just overseas but also here in the pga tour and that's not even counting patrick cantley and xander who continue to just go out there and dominate this is a loaded range right now and from top to bottom I like it and this is going to be the range that probably is going to be dictated the most for me by ownership but we can start with guys like Patrick Cantley and Colin Morikow. Cantley coming off yet another week where he was just the odds on favorite once Dustin Johnson left that field last week and now he's 18 to 1 which is an appropriate number on him. I don't expect too much ownership just given how much people around him are right. People like to go to Xander more. People like to go to Colin Morikawa. People might start to jump back on a Jordan Spieth or Hideki is normally a popular player and these guys are now relatively cheap in terms of Jordan Spieth and Hideki based on what they recently have been considering like last week or the week before that that you last saw guys like Hideki and Jordan Spieth specifically last week at $9,700 but yeah I'm gonna be jumping right to I mean Mr. Patrick Hanley the last times that we've seen him a first a 17th a 13th and then this year a second and a third place so far he's honed in right now and the approach play is what I like to see the long irons right gaining about six strokes last week and 3.6 strokes the week before that nothing wrong with Patrick Hanley he's finished 17th 15th and fourth here honestly if you get like a high scoring 12th place finish you want more than that out of your $9,600 golfer but it's not the reason why your lineup is plummeting, right? If anything, it can actually stabilize you to a victory. But the guy that I'm going to be choosing over Patrick Cantley and is my first bet of the week at 30 to one, right where he opened, I assume that that's going to get pretty quickly bet down to like 28, 26, and maybe even 25 or lower to one. Uh, if it gets really popular, 22 to one is like the bottom number I would call on that. But 30 to one, Colin Morikawa, the seventh ranked golfer in the world. We have not seen him in a little while, right? He ended up going and playing overseas. We haven't seen him on the tour since Hawaii, where he finished back-to-back seventh, right? The tournament of champions, small field, finishes seventh. Everything looks good. Finish his seventh at the Sony has just one half bad day, but started rallying on the weekend. Had those back-to-back very, very strong rounds. Basically was the leader in the clubhouse after like two rounds, his Friday and Saturday rounds. Had a, just a mellow Sunday and then everybody forgot about him. He gained eight and a half strokes with his irons. The most that we've seen out of Colin Morikawa gained with his irons since he won the Workday Charity Open. And now he's gone overseas. He's played well over there. His putter has actually come and gone. We saw it at the Sony actually playing well, gaining three strokes with that. So you know what you get out of him. Long iron player, fantastic, arguably the best iron player right now on tour. And then you just have to hope that he gets you a net neutral with the putter and if he's gaining a stroke to two strokes or like four strokes like he did at the workday eight strokes like the pga championship it's just over right it's over for this guy who sets himself up nicely 
almost every single time. And then it comes down what he's doing just in his short game. So Colin Morikawa, my first bet on the week right now. And then he's my favorite play probably in the entire 9 and 10K plus range to start the week. I'll be interested in seeing where his ownership comes in. Next up, the guy that I like after that. So I would rank it so far Morikawa and then Cantley. And then after that, the guy that I like a lot is Tony Finau. Tony Finau should be more expensive, but you just can't put him there in this type of a field. Maybe you could have ended up putting him over a guy like Daniel Berger, but Berger just won last week. So what's the argument so far there? But Finau playing well overseas. Finau, the first two times I've seen him basically in a full field event this year, a fourth at the AMAX and a second at the Farmers. And he should have closed out one of those. He could have potentially even won both of those, right? The irons have been clicking for a guy who normally has a strong iron play. And honestly, the putter is becoming a little bit more stable now. Over his last five rounds, gaining over a stroke with that putter, per round. So that's very good to see. Everything is clicking for Tony Finau over his last 10, 20 rounds. He's gaining across the board right now. He's a 93 inch dollar golfer that should be more expensive, but the field is pushing him down, especially when you put guys down here like Adam Scott, who's been struggling as of late, changing some gear, right? You have Hideki, who's been struggling as of late, especially on the iron play, which is not something we're normally used to seeing out of Hideki. Jordan Spieth, who was just a $7,000 golfer two weeks ago. And yes, he's popped up with his two best rounds in basically a year and a half, two years. But when we saw that a year and a half ago, he popped up with two to three nice performances and then everything fell apart, right? His irons are playing great. It's the best two week stretch of his irons since he was basically on top of the world in 2016. That being said though, the consistency out of Tony Fina with these top 10 and top 20 finishes, basically almost every other time that he goes out there on tour over the past year is much more, much more secure at 9,300 than this current form of $9,200 Jordan Spieth. So I assume that you're going to be seeing that ownership be factored in there. But Tony Fina over Jordan Spieth, over Hideki in that range around me, right? You're getting the second and the fourth place finish. Everything again is clicking for him. I would rank this range right now. Number one, Colin Morikawa and like 2A, 2B, your Patrick Cantley's and your Tony Finau. There is nothing wrong with Xander. Sal, why didn't you say Xander? Nothing wrong with him. He's slightly overpriced compared to the other guys in this range and really just comparing him to guys like Morikawa and probably Cantley. But at the exact same time, it's not egregious, right? Brooks is probably like the only guy in this range, probably Adam Scott. Hideki is close to that for me. So is Jordan Spieth that I wouldn't touch just because I think you're getting more consistency out of some of these other players in this range, especially if you're paying up for them. There's so many in this range that one of them is bound to be 15% or lower owned and not be the chalky 18 to 25% owned guy. And it's going to be pretty easy when there's so many of them. So I don't think you have to just force yourself into a low owned Jordan Spieth if he ends up coming in only like 10% on which I don't know if that's going to be the case based on his last two weeks and how well he's been playing with his irons. So that is where we're at in the 10k plus range or the 9k and the 10k plus range right now we'll move down into the 8k range and I'll just remind you yet again. So here's what you can do you can hit that little notification bell when you hit it on the YouTube channel, it dings and makes it look like it's dinging. And that'll let you know when we're uploading more golf content and the other content you might be interested in in the betting and DFS streets. We have MMA, we have NASCAR content. Now we have some other creators on the channel, NBA, of course, and PJ will be live on Wednesday at 1230 p.m. East Coast time. I'll be with Dylan Bird, who's another creator on this channel. And we will be talking through just the event in general. We'll be talking DFS. We'll be talking more ownership as we have that later in the week. And it'll really be Q&A based. So we're going to be just fueling the entire chat on your questions and answers. So you come in there, you got the notification bell on, bam, you could ask a question and get that thing answered. Let's now move down to Bubba in this 8K range. I'm not going to be on Bubba. I wasn't on Bubba last year. I, I, if you want to get to him at 45 to one, I almost pulled the trigger on 45 to one Bubba Watson. If you're not in tune, he's won here twice over the last five years. He missed the cut last year when he was very popular or relatively popular. He was a popular bet at his number. He probably will be at like 45, 50 to one here, but at his price point at $8,900, I think it's a little bit inflated. Now, don't get me wrong. Bubba is playing a little bit better now. And you get this nice little course history bump for him that he gets at like two places a year for the most part, maybe three if you want to count the Masters. And he's playing well as of late, outside of a little bit of a mishap at the Farmers where he kind of lost everywhere. The short game, the he green, the approach play let him down. His irons have been really strong outside of that. He's gaining everywhere outside of that performance all the way back until August. So Bubba, maybe a nose a little bit harsh. We'll put him up to a maybe just because there is some win equity here and really his ball striking is number four in his field, top 20 approach player. The long irons look good, but I like a guy right next to him a little bit more. I like some of these kids right next to him a little bit more, if you will. I like Neiman, which is a concern on Neiman, and he's my second bet of the week. I have Neiman right now at 50 to one. And from a betting perspective, the concern 
concern on Neiman is can Neiman close, right? Can Neiman close out? And we saw Neiman win a while ago, and we've seen Neiman now finish back-to-back second places, right? Back in January at the Tournament of Champions, and then second at the Sony. Can he close out? We've seen it once or twice, or probably two or three times now, that in these bigger field events, like the Tournament of Champions, like last year when he was going up against Justin Thomas, and then also Colin Morikawa. Morikawa ended up winning that one in a very, very memorable uh, playoff match when Justin Thomas nailed a long, long, like 70-foot putt, 50-plus foot putt, and then Colin Morikawa ice in his veins, nailed his long putt, and then one after that. Just absolutely insane. But we've seen it a couple of times in these bigger field events. It looks like Neiman has a little bit of the jitters, but I think that can be overstated. I really do, right? He's he's finished second, right? He's finishing second in a really tough tournament in loaded fields like the Tournament of Champions. It's a small sample of two or three events where he's losing to Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa. Are we really going to rate that that highly? Eventually, if this kid is going to be a very special player, and I think he's kind of already there in terms of his age and how much he's accomplished, if that's going to be the case, he's going to start to win. And even if he finishes second for you, right? If he finishes second from a DFS standpoint, that's great. But from the betting outright markets, I got Neiman as my second bet. Morikawa, number one. Neiman at 50 to one, number two right now for me. And Neiman right now is one of my two, probably favorite, two or three favorite plays in this 8K range for the reasons that I just stated. Back-to-back, second place finishes to start the year. The Irons have never been clicking better. 7.3 strokes gained and 4.1 strokes gained with the Irons. The overall strokes gained when he factored in with his T to green, he's gained 11 strokes and 10.3 strokes over his last two events. That is arguably, those are two of his top five best finishes as a PGA professional. So this is very good to see and everything's clicking, right? The putter is just something that was absolutely egregious last summer, like right around August. He cannot gain strokes with the putter. He was bad around the green. He's now gained strokes with both the around the green play and the putter short game in his last three events. He's now gained strokes with his putter in general over his last six out of seven events. That's all kind of been cured. That's making him make cuts now. And that's why you're seeing him go from a guy that, oh, maybe he'll make a cut or he'll finish like top 20 to no, now he's a guy that's finishing 13th, 6th, 17th, 23rd, 2nd and 2nd. Like this is a very uh, quality golfer and deserves this price tag in this loaded range. Mark Leishman, very quietly at 8,600. A lot of people are not going to go to him because overall over his last 50 rounds in this field, he's ranking like outside the top 100 in every single significant category. But very quietly over his last two or three events, picking up strokes on approach, finding his irons again, finding the short game again, right? So very quietly getting there. But again, it's sort of the reason like Jordan Spieth, the consistency is not there as much. If you wanted to bet Mark Leishman outright at 66 to 1, I'm debating that. I don't have it yet. I'm debating to add him as my fourth bet overall. We see Mark Leishman win once a year and we've been seeing it. We've been seeing the form the last two or three times out there. So it's not something that would come out of nowhere, if you will. A lot of people will think it would. So you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to add Leishman on my ticket right now. Uh, after this, I'm going to leave a note. So there you go. The third bet, 66 to 1, Mark Leishman. That number is pretty good. Again, if you're just not somebody who's paid attention his last two or three events, you might be saying, what do you mean? This guy can barely make a cut. No, these last couple of events, it's been coming on for Mark Leishman. It's been coming on in a pretty decent way as well. Would not be shocked at all if he ended up winning this event, a place where he's finished top five twice over the last five years. The last guy in this 8K range that I have actually bet on, he is my final bet of the week, and he is somebody that I like a lot, and he continues to improve in so many ways. We've, we've mentioned him every single week. At this point, we played him a lot last week. We had a bet on him last week at 40 to 1. Now we got that number at 60 to 1 where it's opened, and that man's name is going to be Mr. Max Homa. Max Homa could not have started his year off any better, right? He started his year off with a 21st, an 18th, a 42nd, and a 7th, but every single week, the iron play has been clicking. And last week, he was actually in second place for a little while towards the end of it. He had a double, he had a double bogey on a hole, and then he ended up coming back with a couple birdies, but he just couldn't get it done. Daniel Berger, some of the other guys pulled away a little bit as he went out a, a hole or two earlier than most of those guys. But he's gained four strokes or more on approach in his last three events. That's good to see. The putter has been clicking. He gained across the board in this last event. Everything over his last five rounds is starting to come together for him for a guy who's basically finished top 20 in every single event outside of the waste management. But even on the waste management, the short game let him down. He still gained 5.9 strokes on approach. Everything's coming together. He finished fifth last year here in this event. I like what I'm seeing out of Max Homa. People that aren't paying close attention to him probably don't know how well he's been playing. I mean, he's been playing like every single week, but he's currently playing as probably like a top 25 golfer right now. And that's very important because people are going to run away from him at this 8K price range when he's price 
around some other guys that they've been seeing more recently is what I would guess. So especially some of the guys that are like Gary Woodlands that we're about to get to in the 7K range. So when it comes to the 8K range, factoring in price and things like that, I'd rank it number one Neiman right now, number two Homa, and then a bunch of guys factor in after that. I think Leishman's an interesting outright bet. Not too sure I want to get to him all that much in DFS. Bubba is fine if you want to bet the 50 to 1, 45 to 1 in the outright markets. Otherwise, I'm probably fine not getting there in DFS. We now move our way into a loaded 7K range where a couple of these guys are going to stand out, especially for how they set up here. And the first guy that'll stand out who's made the cut back-to-back times he's played here. He's the number one approach player over his last five rounds and a top five ball striker, a top five total tee to green player as well in this field. And that man's name is going to be Russell Henley at 7,800. I think answer is fine. If you want to play answer, I, I just don't have a strong take there. 66 to one. I think it's also a decent bet, but I don't have a strong take there overall, but 75 to one Russell Henley. I don't think the outright odds are there too much for him. I don't really like it in this loaded of a field for what, what he can do, but it's the iron play. It's the iron play factor in that he's gained strokes putting in each of his last three events. That's something you don't normally see out of Russell Henley, or at least uh, over the last like three or four months, you're not used to seeing him put on those types of streaks. He's coming off of the waste management where he finished 30th overall and he gained over four strokes on approach. So everything's clicking here. He said now back to back or two out of his last three spots, he finished 30th and 11th with a miscut in between. So Henley's an interesting player at $7,800, but I like this mid 7K range a lot more. So I'll scroll down to this mid 7K range now where you're going to see, you're going to see a bunch of yeses in a row for me and we can pull them all up and then just a bunch of maybes as well. So a lot of my plays, there's probably going to be two guys on a lot of my lineups from this range starting at $7,500, Corey Connors, uh, and you're going to get Cam Davis at $7,500 and then most of the $7,400 range, if not all of it, is strongly in play for me. We can start with Corey Connors, who again, this might be a field that 100 to 1, he might be, again, I haven't gotten into the triple digit bomb range if I was going to add somebody. So my card right now is Morikawa 30 to 1, Neiman 51 in the betting space, the outright bets, just odds to win first place overall, right? No, no other bets, no top 20s yet, no each ways based on where I live in the States. Homa 60 to 1 and Leishman 66 to 1. There's a chance that a guy like Corey Connors, the way that he's playing right now, his profile, his ability to just make cuts, I like him a lot in DFS. I like, I like a lot. He's picking up ownership as of late, 16.5%, 19% last couple of times we've seen him. So I think that might continue as he's only continued to play very well. The last events we've seen him at, starting at the Masters, a 10th, a 10th, a 17th, a 37th, and a 17th. You give us any of those finishes based on the way that he can score, it's going to be fine for us at 7,400. A very strong ball striker, top 10 in this field. He's top 20 overall in, in TD Green and in, in strokes gain total. So I like Corey Connors. And then I like a lot of guys around him after that. Corey Connors might be my favorite. Ownership may dictate that a little bit, but after that, same price point, $100 or same price point is going to be Cam Davis and they got got a lot of guys $100 less. So Cam Davis to start, you're getting very strong finishes to start the year. 31st, 3rd, 32nd, 14th. Again, a lot of these fields aren't as loaded. I will say that without a doubt. So that's changing a little bit of this. But the approach play, it kind of went away a little bit at the AT&T. The putter saved him there. So that's something to keep an eye on. But everything T to green is clicking. Four straight events of gaining six or more strokes on, a, on T to green. From an approach standpoint, he's gained in two out of his last three, at least five and a half strokes. So Cam Davis is interesting to me. Again, I prefer Corey Connors right now, but Davis is interesting. Just $100 less. This entire four range looks good. Harmon, Norlander yet again plays well. Now he's priced down because of the field being more loaded. Sam Burns, same exact scenario for him. But a guy, and Burns goes from like the 9K range to the 7K range because of the field differences there. But then a guy that I like a lot is Kevin Streelman at $7,400. We continue to get to see Kevin Streelman play well. We saw Streelman last week finish 13th overall. He's now gained on approach in five straight events. And last week he gained everywhere, including the putter. The putter has been shaky. That's the thing for Kevin Streelman. But overall, the approach play, the tee to green play, even the around the green play is something that's coming together for him right now. He's somebody that I do like in this field. He's somebody that right now grades out as a pretty quality player when you factor in everything. So it'll probably be Connors for me and then Streelman and then Corey Cameron Davis. Out of, I was going to say Corey Davis NFL. Cameron Davis out of all those guys in that range. But Lonto, Norlander, Sam Burns, uh, even Brian Harmon, all these guys are going to be in a player pool for me. Would not be shocked if I kind of just picked the one that's going to be the lowest owned. I don't expect any of them to be massively owned. Maybe one or two of them, like a Corey Connors picks up 10, 12% ownership, but that's nothing drastic. We can now move to the bottom of the 7K range where Kyle Stanley is going to be the guy to stand out to me. Look, he picked up 4% ownership in a very weak field last week and that was way too 
too low. We were on Kyle Stanley last week. We liked him a lot for a guy who was a very, very cheap option. He didn't pick up any ownership, like we said. And yet again, he's not going to. It's a very tough event here. Last four times he's been here, he's made the cut two out of those four times. But he's cheap at $7,100 or $7,000 flat. And he fits a lot of things here. The approach play is clicking. He has finished 32nd, 18th, 36th, and 39th to start this year off. And a couple of those events, there was some pretty quality fields in them. And everything on approach is clicking. Five straight weeks of gaining on approach in TD Green. He's gained 3.2, 5.2, and four strokes on approach over these last over this last month alone the putter hasn't even been there right he's literally lost in every single one of these last four events still made the cup and still finished in the top 30s or better while doing that now it's a tougher field i get that but i like him if you're going down to this price range i like stanley at seven thousand dollars flat probably ahead of anybody in that 6k range maybe not one guy who we can get to but stanley at 7k flat i'm fine to go right back to him and get right back on that horse other guys in this lower 7k range that i think look nice obviously nate lashley is going to stand out from what he did last week but i think guys like taylor gooch will stand out to me as well at seventy two hundred dollars and then also also i think you can go to brendan Steele, who's a little bit streaky at this point but it's just worth the gamble at that price tag prefer stanley over them let's now get into the 6k range i mentioned earlier that the 6k range is as good as it's probably going to be i mean outside of majors but a lot of the majors you don't have this big of a field the wgc's you only get like half the size of this field 80 golfers somewhere around there so you just have more options down here so matthew naismith goes from an eight thousand dollar golfer so a sixty nine hundred dollar golfer at this point because of the field difference going from i mean the absolute worst that you'll see in a very long time last week to now being one of the best that you're going to see in a long time and matthew naismith comes out and he plays well yet again now he has a 48th to start the year a seventh and a 16th place finish he's gained four and a half 5.6 and 6.6 strokes on approach the concern with naismith's game and i mentioned it last week is how bad he has historically been just around the green the putter comes and goes but how bad he's been historically around the green the last three weeks when these irons are clicking he's gained 1.3 1.2 and 2.1 strokes around the green the last time that he gained strokes in three straight events around the green was back in 2019 back in 2019 midway through 2019 pretty crazy so you might be saying when was the last time that he gained four straight times it was that it was actually that time back in 2019 so i don't know if he's going to do it again but but the thing that matters there he can lose strokes he can lose a stroke around the green it's fine it's the fact that he's not going uh, blowing up around the greens right normally when he blows up it's like he's losing three strokes around the green two strokes with a putter we haven't seen that in a very long time fingers crossed $6,900 very firmly in play there so he's a guy who i like i would put him next to kyle stanley but another guy down here the guy that everybody liked last week i liked him he was in a main single entry lineup he misses the cut on the number at even and that is going to be Harold Varner the third who ends up finishing right now top 10 overall in TD Green plays the number eight ranked strokes gain player on approach in this field look the price point is going to keep dropping this is a guy who just missed a cut on the number so it's not like he played poorly people are going to see the missed cut and say ah, I missed a cut no no he, he missed it on the number like just barely misses the cut just one one little putt away from ending up making the cut on the weekend he played decent on approach he played decent from TD Green I mean I mean not terrible it wasn't fantastic but he played decent it wasn't like he was losing strokes in those departments and maybe since he was so highly owned last week right he was in that seven carrying just mad massively underpriced. He ended up picking a decent amount of ownership, but maybe because he was that highly owned last week and he burnt a lot of people, people stay off of him and he's way too cheap. He's too good of a golfer to be in this range where there's other guys that don't really fit this course at all, like a Mackenzie Hughes or guys like a Brant Snedeker or guys like a Sung King, right? He's right around those guys. And he's definitely like, I would say, I mean, Varner should be probably 73, $7,400, 72 at the very worst in this field. So you're getting a nice price discount. I would actually take Varner over Kyle Stanley, given that price discount. He's probably my cheapest guy that I would go to with the most conviction this week. Other guys that I think are in play are guys like Peter Malanti. Charles is okay. Ricky Wernicke, we actually have seen the irons last couple weeks out of Ricky Wernicke, so that's at least decent to be looking at. But outside of that, like, yeah, it's going to be Varner. He's the cheapest that I go to with some sort of conviction. Other than that, below $6,500, not much. I have some guys, actual like golfers that are real golfers in here. Brian Stewart's been playing well as of late. Lucas Glover's just always a, a kind of okay play. Very similar to like a Jim Furyk, just an okay play that can make a cut for you and get you there. Mark Hubbard's a little bit too cheap at $6,300. The cheapest that I would even go and consider playing a guy is $6,200 Robbie Shelton. Really don't have any conviction 
there. The cheapest that I would go with immediate or moderate conviction is this Mark Hubbard $6,300 range. Hubbard has been barely making cuts. Like he's made three out of his last four cuts or four out of his last five cuts. And two of them, he's finished almost dead last in the weekend, including AT&T where he finished 54, 55th last weekend. Some weather could have played with that to a factor as an extent, but at $6,300, the putter is going to be at least something that can bail you out of a lot of the times. Like he's lost a ton of strokes these last couple of events and the putter is bailing him out. That's something that's been pretty constant. So Hubbard's probably the cheapest that I would go in any type of conviction. I think that the, some of these other guys like a Brian Stewart below 6,500 Stewart's going to end up being my favorite option. But again, I'll just circle back to Mr. Harold Varner that I'd probably get to the most. If we want to just look at what Brian Stewart's been doing as of late, he's made four of his last five cuts coming off of his best finish in quite some time, a 16th at the AT&T where he gained strokes around the board. So recent form is as good as it's gotten for Brian Stewart. That 18th place is the best we've seen out of him since he finished third at the Safeway back in September. So that's where I'm at right now. Those are just every single price range. There you go. So those are my betting picks as well early on. Some things might be added. I can add those on Twitter if I add like some of the bombs like a Corey Connors or somebody like a Streelman in that range might be a nice bet at 100 or 110 or 120 to 1. So thank you for tuning in. Like, subscribe before you go. We have a bunch of tools, projections, rankings, ownership, all that stuff down below on Patreon to help you out with your golf bets to help you out with just your golf DFS picks really and also a lot of other sports we have over there PGA NBA going out daily as well as well as videos on this channel. If you want to support the sponsor of the show Superdraft it is a multiplier format like I said earlier and it is where you should be getting your first dollars down because the contests just aren't filling. You can be going up against people that are only going to be filling at 30% clip instead of contests that are going to be filling on DraftKings at 100%. DraftKings is great. A lot of high price pools over there but why play in a field where basically if there's 100 people in a contest there's going to be 100 you have to face on DraftKings to win any money or to win first place compared to there's going to be this field right here that only has 70 and then the other 30 people are basically putting zeros in because the contest isn't filling. It really is a no-brainer. When you have two of the exact same product on the shelf and you choose to pay for the one that's 30% more, it doesn't make any sense, right? But that's basically how this is. Just the marketing of dra- marketing of DraftKings has kind of got you honed in over there. But maybe you didn't know about SuperDraft, so here we go, spreading the word. Promo code Sal, my name will get you that free money bonus up to $500 Ruskies. It lets you know that they come from me. Again, Sal, S-A-L, lets them know that you come from me. Thank you for tuning into this video. I'll see you all in the next one for golf. That will be on Wednesday. This is kind of the combination of betting and DFS. Again, the recap of the betting picks, 30 to one Morikawa, 50 to one Neiman, 60 to one Homa. We are adding Leishman 66 one. And then I'll see if I add any bombs later in the week, the hundred plus odds guys. And then on Wednesday at 1230 PM East coast time, I'll be going live on this channel, taking Q and A's from all of you out there, updating on ownership and things like that. We'll be going live with Dylan bird. So be sure to tune in, hit that notification bell. So you know when that is going to be happening, enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you all in the next one.